Hey, Chris, have you, you seen the Wonder Woman movie? No, you know what? I actually never got around to seeing the movie. Well, spoiler alert, Chris Pine dies. No! Get ready to overanalyze some popular culture. With Chris Guyton. And James Kelly. This is Licensing Legends. Hello again. Welcome to episode four of Licensing Legends with myself, Chris Guyton. And I'm James Kelly. And we are giving you more of the podcast that talks about fighting games with licensed characters in them, otherwise known as the most specific podcast of all time. This episode, we're going to talk about the Amazonian princess herself, Wonder Woman, Diana of Themyscira. I'm Diana of Themyscira. But before we do that, James, you just returned from New York Comic Con, correct? Yeah. How was that? It was awesome, as always. Um, this is my third year in a row going. Um, and check out my blog, James Blog, where I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And so um, it was a lot of fun. Got to see... Uh, premiere of uh, The Runaways, which is um, based off of an awesome comic book that I really liked, and also um, the la- the pr- world premiere of Batman vs. Two-Face, the last animated movie with Adam West as Batman. Oh, sick. How was Batman vs. Two-Face? It was really cool. It was really fun. It was super funny, and William Shatner also was at the panel, and that was really sweet, along with uh, Burt Ward, and so it was really cool. That's awesome. I really like the fact that there's like a resurgence of the Batman 66 canon. That's yeah. been happening for a while. That's, like, so badass. That's, like, some of my favorite Batman memories is watching that show. Same. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, all right. So, we're going to get into talking about Wonder Woman and, and what she's doing in Injustice 2, her moveset, her special moves, as usual. And then James is going to break down the character, you know, give us a little bit more of history on the, on, on the character from the comic side. Um but just to let you know, so, what, so, James, what's happening in Injustice 2 for Wonder Woman, Okay. Uh, in the first Injustice game, uh, Wonder Woman aligns herself with Superman's regime. She decides that she's going to side with Superman and rule over humanity as a god, um, and, 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 and they become lovers, and they're, like, standing next to each other. It's a whole bunch of, it's a whole bunch of hoopla. Um, one of the things that I really dislike, actually, about this version of Wonder Woman is, is just that. Like, I, I feel like Wonder Woman, as a character, um, submitting... In, in a way, I mean, I guess she's supposed to be equal partners with Superman, maybe, but uh, it almost feels like Superman is, like, the ruler, and then she's kind of, like, going along with his scheme in, in this game, and and to me, that's never been what Wonder Woman's about. I almost feel like the creators of this game kind of, like, completely miscast the, the queen character to Superman's king. I mean, what do you think about that, James? Well, it's definitely a difficult choice to make when you choose what to do with um, Wonder Woman. I mean, like, uh, there's been things like Red Sun where she's just totally gone along with Superman. But even then, like, it it was also she was in love with Superman and Superman just never really caught on and was clued into that. Wait, so, like, you mean, like, in Red Sun, she kind of, like, subtly hints at that, but, like, Superman never really, like, he's kind of oblivious? Yeah, yeah, in that one. 
Um, and, you know, everyone's always, like, wanted to pair up Superman and Wonder Woman for a long time. And so doing it, in, like, they finally did it in the comics recently. And, like, uh, but before that, the, you had, like, Kingdom Come, where she was kind of, like, helping Superman, like, revitalize. She, she got Superman kind of to be Superman again in that book. And part of her flawed character was that she was a warrior, but she believed in peace. She was trying to bring peace through war. And that's always, that's always a problematic kind of take. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, I mean, that kind of lines up with, with her ideology in Injustice 2 as well. I mean, to some degree, yeah, Superman's kind of going around and, and, and kind of being a dick. He's taking everything by force. But I think that, like, their uh, idea of what they're doing is that this is what's, like, right. This is what they're supposed to do. You know, this is what they've been put here to do is, like, rule over humanity. And, and by doing so, they will incite, you know, a more... Uh, a more peaceful and connected world or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, it just depends, like, writer to writer, how you handle that. Um, like, the, the best person to do so a story like that is um, Alan Moore in Miracle Man, which I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. and, and you should just definitely check it out. Um, and, and You know, uh, before you continue about Miracle Man, I do want to mention that because we were talking about Miracle Man so much, was it the first episode or the second episode or something second like episode, that? Second episode, yeah. Uh, because we were talking about Miracle Man so much, I actually, so I actually went and got Mr. Miracle from DC um, that came out recently, and I, I kept like referring to it as Miracle Man when I was in the comic book store, and I totally lost cred. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, so um, that one w- was um, just like it was, but it was like it was basically two super pow- beings as powerful as Superman just taking over the world and making it a benign dictatorship, but a dictatorship nonetheless. And, like, it's always interesting when you get characters as powerful as Wonder Woman and Superman. Like, what do you do with them? And do you choose to, like, acknowledge, like, well, if you got all these powers, why don't you solve these major issues that we constantly are dealing with? Basically, superheroes always have to choose whether or not they're going to be firefighters, essentially, or if they're going to be or, – or patrol cops, or if they're going to actually, like, look and say, no, here's a real problem. Let's fix this. Yo, so what's I mean? What's your favorite kind of uh, that those kind of stories where where Wonder Woman maybe specifically has to deal with that kind of conflict? Well, um, getting into it, like one of the things that's kind of hard with Wonder Woman, and one of the reasons why making a movie about Wonder Woman is a bit tricky is Wonder Woman is is even more than Superman, like a perfect character. She's kind of come out of Paradise Island, mm-hmm. Themyscira, like just fully realized. Um, she has like basically like her real dilemma usually when when she's portrayed in things like Justice League is like it's and in the Wonder Woman movie is a bit a fish out of water where she's not completely accustomed to what's how the way the world works. And so she kind of looks at it with skeptical eyes. And so sometimes she's just a bit clueless, but other times she's just like, no, this is stupid. And you just go along with it because this is normal. Um, but in terms of like a great stories with Wonder Woman, I would immediately go to Brian Azzarello's um, run on Wonder Woman. Like, that's one of the best things that come out from the New 52, other than Scott Snyder's Batman. I actually actually never read the New 52 uh, Wonder Woman. I kind of caught up with Wonder Woman with Greg Rucka's uh, Rebirth Wonder Woman, where they finally, like, made her bisexual or something, and that was, like, a huge deal. Uh... I actually only, I actually got, I, so I've been collecting that series for a while, but I've only gotten up to like the eighth issue or something like that because I'm the type of person that takes forever for me to actually read comic books. Um, but, so I, I, I'm, I'm very uh, ignorant of, of what happened with Wonder Woman in the New 52. So what's going on there? In there, um, with Brian Azzarello's run, it's basically that Zeus has like seemingly died 
and like the son of Zeus is around there, or or at least this this woman, this kind of like innocent kind of trucker woman is is pregnant with Zeus's baby, and that of course annoys Hera, and Hera's basically on the run trying to kill that baby, and meanwhile like. Di- Diana Wonder Woman has found out that she's actually Zeus's child. Oh, sick! So it's it's that and like, and it's just this very good, fun Greek god kind of um story with her kind of like dealing with these Greek gods and her interacting with them, and it's a uh, kind of like almost non superhero in a way. It's like it's very adventure. And like superhero in that way, but it's not like she runs into Superman a lot. You know, so I kind of have a question there too. Uh, I, I mean, from what uh, from what I understand about Wonder Woman, at least like most of like the stories that I've read uh, with Wonder Woman, she comes from a land where like an island of like all women, correct? Yes. So like, where do these like male gods come in? I mean, there's a lot of like mentions to that in the Injustice games too. She's got um, she's got like the her trait her. Her, po- her power is where she, like, um, calls on the power of, like, some god or goddess, and it, like, Im- imbues, like, one of her, uh, I- like, ar- armor items or, like, her lasso with, like, a special temporary power. So there's, like, points where she says things like, Hail Hephaestus, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. like, that's, like, a dude. So, like, what what's the deal there? <laughs> can we can we talk about that? Well, that's kind of, like, that's that's Greek mythology in general, and, like, she, she was a character really rooted in Greek mythology. And so, and so like gods like Ares, God of War, right. Zeus, the king of the gods, Hades, God of death, um, Poseidon, he's the god of the seas, and they're all male gods. But then you also got Athena who, who um, and uh, Hera, who are, um, Athena's goddess, goddess of wisdom, and she's also the goddess of war. Right, but, but and, so, so, but, but so when I, when I like talk about like, the, the male gods appearing, though, like, specifically, like, I, I feel like there's, like, sort of a, there, there's not really a, a clear explanation as to, like, how those characters really, like, fit into this world where, like, she supposedly, like, had never, like, seen, like, a male before or something. I'm, like, I don't know. I'm confused, and I want, I want answers. Okay, well, well, no, no, no. They, they <laughs> like, um, part of the, the mythology for the DC comics, at least, is that, um, when they, is that the Paradise Island, it, it depends on version to version, but like just the, the male god Zeus gives the island of, of the Amazons to the Queen Apollota, and from there, like the Amazons have not seen men in generations. And like Diana herself has not seen a man until she sees Steve Trevor crashing down onto the island for the first time. And she's not clueless. She knows what a man is. It's just she, she has never really seen one in her lifetime. Interesting. Okay, so that that makes it a little bit more clear when, like, like the Greg Rucka run that I just mentioned where everybody's like, oh, man, she's bisexual because they, like, talk about her past and she has, like, a relationship with a woman or whatever. There was a lot of um, uh, talk when, when, when those comics were, were just releasing last year where people were like, Kind of debating of, of the validity of identifying uh, Wonder Woman as like a bisexual because she had lived on this island of woman, women for her entire time, so it wasn't really like she was making it. Uh, it wasn't like there was no choice there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like that kind of goes into like I don't want to like say that like you know sexuality is a choice, but what I'm saying is, is it like, it, 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 is it truly a, like a, a, a are you truly a bisexual person? 
if or or a lesbian even right if like the only people around you are women like that's that's just sexuality then i guess right that's not yeah. even like well well we'll get into this now this is fun to talk about <laughs> but because right. um honestly like um you you plenty of people listening might think that we're being like weirdos for for talking so much about sexuality and wonder woman but the fact of the matter is is that her character was meant to be this feminist icon 100% and to be really basically a propaganda tool for William Marston's sexual ideas. And William Marston was a, was a very respected professor. He was, the, he was one of the creators of the lie detector. And um, he, he was a bit skeptical about the superhero genre, so he got invited by um, this man, by one of the comic editors to create his own superhero. And he decided to create a superheroine and that would kind of reflect his ideas of, of feminism and, and like the, the model woman, feminist icon, and that would be, become Wonder Woman. And Dr. Marston's feminism was very different. Even by today's standards, he's very progressive. Dr. Marston was a very sexually liberated man. He lived with his wife and their mutual third lover, Olive Byrne, in a... In and a, spoiler alert... There's a movie coming out about this. Yes, I, I saw it at New York Comic Con, like a pro, promo panel, and yeah, so it's a uh, Professor Marsden and the and the Wonder Woman. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I am very excited about this movie. Actually, I saw the trailer like a couple months ago, and I was like, <gasps> the untold story, or yes. like, you know what I mean? Like, I am just like really excited to see like uh, the origins of a character that that I guess. I guess a lot of people like didn't even realize at first that like this character was created by like this this dude who yeah. created the lie detector and like was like a like a huge academic. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like I I, I I find it I, I don't know. I saw the trailer and I was a little bit I was like I, I kinda learned some stuff just, just from the trailer on its own. Yeah, so he was a very like so so kind of like some of the weird so not no not weird, but like crazy things like beyond the 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 polyamory was he he genuinely believed in this concept of loving submission of that he believed that he just didn't believe that women should be equal to men he believed that women should be superior to men and that he wanted a matriarchy he he did he wanted a matriarchy he wanted it he believed that if men lovingly submitted to women the world would be a much more peaceful place and that it would be just a much better idea so when you look at the early Wonder Woman issues, one of the reasons why is like there's so much bondage in there because it's the whole idea of, right. of trying to constrict women, trying to control women, submit them, submission. And Wonder Woman always breaks free from her bonds. She is free. She is liberated. She is proud. And she will instead make her enemies submit through that's her own that lasso. that's where Lasso of Truth comes in. Absolutely. And also like Lie Detector, Lasso of Truth. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, that's actually a, good, a great segue to go into talking about Wonder Woman's special moves because that's one of her main special moves, dude. She whips that lasso around, and uh, in the meter burn version, actually, she wraps you up and it like pulls you towards her. So that kind of supports. I mean, that's that that's that kinky uh, bondage kind of vibe there, like right there in the game. Well, the craziest one where like the the, the kind of like characters that part of the character's history is really addressed is I've told this before, but Graham Morrison's earth ones book, like where, where wonder woman is married to a woman in the book. And like, she's totally like 100% like it's all about like loving submission. And they talk about that 
constantly in the in the book. And the next move that's on this list is actually called the Bracelets of Submission. Yes. So so this is all 100% within like the history of Wonder Woman. Cool. That's actually that's actually really dope to find out. Um, all right. So I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip some of the uh, special moves for now. I'm gonna go into the combo attacks because I really like to get your take on like the way that they decided to name these combo attacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about we talked about actually you know the 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 Paradise Island or whatever. So the, she's got actually two combo attacks that like relate to that. One's called Paradise Lost, Paradise Lost. and the other <laughs> one's called Paradise Found. What do you think of those? Well, one's a very good literary reference, mm-hmm. and uh, it's also a little bit of a good reference to uh, kind of like uh, her whole like dilemma and like certain takes is that she's right. is it's not that she is just like sent out from Paradise Island, but in other versions she's banished from Paradise Island. Like um, that's what happens in the Justice League series is that she gets banished. Although later on in the series she gets allowed back in. Hey, have you actually seen the Wonder Woman movie? Because I actually have not seen it. Yeah, I saw it. it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a little did, bit. Wait, wait, wait. Before we talk about it, the question I had was, did she get banished or did she leave? In uh, the movie? Yeah. In the movie, she uh, she's allowed to leave. Okay. Yeah. Although it's pretty teetering on banishment, like oh, okay. which is kind of like how it is for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're allowed to leave nowadays, but now it's like, it's like... But if you leave, like you're not gonna really be welcome. She got forced to resign. Yeah. She got she got she got laid off. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone agrees. Like she, Gal Gadot's performance in in Batman v Superman was kind of like the best thing, along with Ben Affleck in that. Oh, I compl- like, oh, I completely agree. Yeah, that was like the best part of it. She wasn't in the movie enough either. Like I I love that moment. Like w- when I saw that, I actually like kind of visibly like like fist. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, it's like, it's like, yeah, like seeing her like Batman, like, oh crap. I mean, and then suddenly just Wonder Woman shows up. It's like, what? Wonder Woman? And it's like, yay, Wonder Woman's here. Dude, no, the scene where it's like all three of them, like fighting against Doomsday is probably one of the coolest things I've, I've ever seen on film to myself. Cause like seeing those, just those three characters, like obviously we, we talked about the problems that we have at the movie, Yes. but that scene, like, especially when they're like that one shot and they like, have the Wonder Woman uh, theme music playing. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I like tear to my eye. So you should definitely see the Wonder Woman movie, Chris, because it has plenty of those moments, and it's actually it's actually a good movie. Okay, yeah, it's maybe I'll, uh, I'll check movie. it out. Yeah, um, <laughs> and she's great in the Justice League series, also. She's really just a fun character in that that, and she has some pretty great episodes there's an episode where she gets turned into a pig also that's that's funny wait in the justice league series isn't there isn't there some kind of like romantic thing with batman in that in that series also yeah yeah there is and like that's kind of like that's what the the producers wanted to go for more for was uh was him being interested in her and kind of like her being interested in him and like it's never like really gets to the point where they are dating but it's like it's always like on the cusp yeah, so what, that's kind of what, one thing that I feel like they kind of left out of Injustice 2, right? Is like, so there's, obviously there's the opposition of Superman and Batman, but like, the fact that like, Diana decides to side with Superman, um, I feel like there was, a, there was some opportunities there to like, sprinkle in the little like, maybe like a butthurt Bruce about like, the fact that she chose Clark over him, and I feel like that was completely missed. Well, it's always like, where, where you want to go with that whole kind of love triangle thing. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, 
it, it just depends like rider to rider like um like a lot of people really just like it, it's always much more popular i guess like just for a long time everyone always wanted superman and wonder woman to just to just pair up because it just made so much sense to everyone that it was like just like these two great cosmic powerful entities should just just basically have kids we'll just love power couples uh speaking of one of her one of her uh one of her combo moves is actually called Gods and Mortals. Ooh, very good. Which Love is that. like, you know, it's kind of like the juxtaposition there, like the kind of like what we were just talking about, like Bruce versus versus uh, Clark a little bit. Honestly, I, I like the idea of Wonder Woman being with Bruce better than being with Clark. I kind of, well, I, it depends. It depends. Like when, when I've read it, like it, it's actually really good when like Mark – Wade does it in Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. I found like I haven't read like the Superman Wonder Woman comics to really judge either way on this. And I also think like in a strange way, even though it kind of is a bit weird and plenty of fans will think I'm crazy for saying this, but actually Frank Miller did it pretty well when he did Superman and Wonder Woman together in Dark Knight Strikes Again and Dark Knight 3. I actually like that. Yeah. I mean like he he does have like keep in mind an 8-page sex scene of Superman and Wonder Woman together, so I don't know exactly eight what it says about me. Yes, eight whole pages wow. in, a, in a 72-page comic book devoted to that. That seems kind of, I mean, this there's it goes along with uh, Wonder Woman's uh, sexy, kinky history. Yep. Yeah. All right, so the next, next combo movie we want to talk about, it's called League of One. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that a reference to something? League of or One. Or is it just her just being like a, a, a solo dolo badass chick i'm grasping at straws if i say maybe league of her own but that's not really that's not really it all right so they get an x for that one uh well i don't know yeah that, that's kind of an x on that one although <laughs> although like again like we just like i gotta pause again like say like just one of the great awesome things about wonder woman is she's always been like and dr marston would love this so much is she's always been appropriated as a feminist icon like gloria steinem like genuinely said like she was my hero growing up was well, like the, uh, the, the, Wonder Woman. The character herself? Like Gloria Steinem said, like Wonder Woman, the character was like her hero. Wow. And like she, and like she actually, when, okay, so one weird fact of Wonder Woman is, is that she has had a lot of reinterpretations, almost as many as like Superman in terms yeah. of like, of like almost everything changes except that Steve Trevor lands on Paradise Island. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, like, so like one version where, where, where they got rid of everything about Wonder Woman was in the 60s where she became a spy and she had no superpowers. Oh, and and like she, she just wore like like a kind of like a she was kind of like a James Bond, like Emma Peel kind of character for a while. And like just Gloria Steinem actually wrote in and just said like, this is ridiculous. This is insane. Like this is not Wonder Woman. And like in her feminist magazine, she drew, she had Wonder Woman on the cover and it was like the total traditional Wonder Woman. And actually the design they, they came up with was, was a design that plenty of people have gone on forward using for Wonder Woman for that. So like, and then like Danny O'Neill saw that and was like, yep, I'm wrong. I'm going back to regular <laughs> Wonder Woman. That's weird. Like I can't even really, I mean, I had no idea about that. I can't really even imagine Wonder Woman as like a, like a James Bond style, like, I'm picturing her like I'm picturing like a cross between uh, Wonder Woman and like Black Widow. 
it basically it was like Wonder Woman was Black Widow. It was like it was like it was. Like, it was. It, it's like a, it, and like Danny O'Neill has completely like opened up, said that yep, I messed up. Yeah, yeah, uh, I messed up. <laughs> like judgment, bad judgment. Yeah. All right, so all right, what else? What other combo moves you got? Uh, uh, the Hikatia. I don't oh, even oh, know the Hecate. Hecatea. I fucking pronounced that wrong. Hecate. Um, that's from Greek mythology. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm blanking exactly what that's a reference to. I, I love Greek, Greco-Roman mythology. I should know this one. The Hecate. Oh, I know what those. Those are the three fates. Those are the three fates. Okay, so you know, you really, you know that I'm gonna have to edit in the Jeopardy theme song. Yes. While you, uh... <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 Uh, Do it. Yeah. The so, so, so the three fates. The Hecate. That's one of the names of the three fates. Um, uh. Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. They were the three fates, and they would determine like uh, how long your life was, like what would happen in your life, and ultimately when your life would end. And they controlled everyone, including the gods. Like they were kind of like in some ways, in most ways, more powerful than the gods. Wow. Like if you watch like uh, play things like God of War two. Yeah. Like one of the fun things is like um, Kronos tried to, like everyone tries to avoid the fate that he knows. And like tries to like give these gifts to the three fates to make them change their mind. Like, no, we're not changing our mind. This is what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, dude. God, uh, God, God. What was? Uh, I love that game. Uh, okay. All so right. do well, I. Very cool. I got a little bit of education there, and I hope <laughs> everyone else learns something too. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> no, what is that? GI Joe. GI Joe. And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. Oh man. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got three more combo moves, and then we can go to the rest of the special moves. Um, so we got War Killer. War Killer. War Killer. That is Wonder Woman. That's, if you, that's, I mean, that's I definitely Wonder after, Woman in a nutshell. Yep, especially after, like, the her greatest scene in the Wonder Woman movie and, like, the whole plot of the Wonder Woman movie. Yes, War Killer is her in a nutshell. I mean, you know what? Honestly, you can talk about it if you want. You don't have to... You don't have to save me just because I haven't seen it. I think that I'm doing myself an injustice by not seeing <laughs> injustice. Ha <this> ha! <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes. Boom. Uh, okay. Uh, and then two more. One. This one's called Challenge of the Gods. Challenge of the Gods, like a you know, like Challengers of the Unknown. Challenge of the Gods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the that that's kind of like um both the hubris and also the yeah. the the charm of of many of the Greek h- heroes is that they do challenge the gods like um one of the most famous okay i'm gonna just get go into this long digression like one of the most famous challenges of the gods is the myth of arachne um who basically just goes out of her way to say she is the best weaver in the world and she is even better than than athena goddess of of craft and at which point athena shows up and she's like angry like nope you're not better than me and um i feel like the greek gods are like always like they're just so petty oh always and that's what makes them fun is that yeah. they're, they're very human they're not they're more powerful than humans but yeah, they're not yeah. better than humans yeah. and so they have a fight and and like as they're doing this kind of weaving cha- championship where they're stitching together these stories um arachne stitches a story of of the gods like pettiness and and like failures at which point, like Athena just gets annoyed and and says that, oh, you're so great, you'll always weave now, and she turns her into a spider. Oh, whoa! And so that's the myth of how spiders came into the world. And so, challenge of the gods is a good name for a combo. 
Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like, that's also the fun of, like, a, of Wonder Woman is, is that it's, like, it depends on, like, what version, but she's always, like, just, like, just by being the, the daughter of Apollota, she's always kind of has that, um, like, relationship to the gods. Kind of, like, it, like, a lot of, like, the modern takes, though, they've always, like, now, like, tried to make her be related to some god also. Like, that, that her origin of, of being clay that was brought, breathed in, that life was breathed into as it kind of like, they've all said like, that's kind of dumb. Wasn't that like the Linda Carter version? Yeah. That, that was like every, yeah, ver- yeah, that was yeah. every version until like basically like really recently where like kind of like one of the was first that her original origin. Yeah. That was her original origin. Like her, her literal origin of like yeah. how she came into being. That's what, what I always like, thought. Yeah. And I was explaining actually. All right. That's why I'm mad. I'm mad at people that I don't actually like read things because I always thought that that was her origin, and then I got confused because I was, like, talking to somebody about this, like, a couple weeks ago. I was like, no, she, like, was, like, born from, like, the clay to, like, the sands of, like, the mascara, right? Like, yeah. that was, like, her whole thing, and then, like, she got, is it got struck by lightning or something? And then Yes. She, yeah, right. Okay. I'm not a fucking idiot. God damn it. Somebody yes. was talking to somebody about this, like, a couple weeks ago, and they're like, no, she's, like, the daughter of, like, Hippolyta, and, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Yeah, but I'm pretty sure her original origin story is that she was like she was just, Earth. She came from the sands. Yes. Then, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. That's her original origin. Like so, like that's why I've been saying is like all the newer versions, like a uh, Justice League. I'll, I'll keep harping because I love this show. Yeah. Justice League like was one of the first ones I think. I think I'm not entirely sure, but to like really intimate, like it's really implied that Hades is kind of her her father, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like where where he kind of helped sculpt. Um, Diana, and then, like, and then just, like, as I said, like, Brian Azzarello is, like, the revelation in that one is that he is, is that Zeus is really her, her her literal father, and, like, and in the Grant Morrison one, the spoilers, but not really, is, like, the grand revelation is at the end that, is that Heracles slash Hercules is, is Wonder Woman's father. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, that's actually funny because there is a intro in Injustice 2 where Bane, it's Bane versus Wonder Woman, and Bane will say, uh, he says like, I am as strong as Hercules. And she's like, Hand as big a fool. Or something yes. like that. Um, and actually, uh, the, um, oh, also, oh, before, I get, before I get to her character power, because actually we were talking about Apollo 10, I need to talk about the character, po- character power when we, when we get there, but I will say the last combo is called the Eyes of the Gorgon, and you already referenced, um, God of War too, yeah. which also in God of War, I don't know if for those of you who haven't played it, one of the collectible items you can get in it is the Gorgon Eye, and I love saying it like that. So I'm really glad that there's a reference to Gorgons in her move set because it reminds me of God of War, all of them, and the Gorgon Eyes. Yes, and you have to say it like that: Gorgon Eye, Gorgon Eye, Gorgon Eye. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, so now we're talking about we were talking about Hippolyta. Um, I think, and and actually, there's no, I mean, there's no solid evidence of this in the Injustice two, Injustice one or two story, but I think that they went with the um, version of Wonder Woman who's uh, who is uh, Hippolyta's daughter because her. Well, um, every version she's Hippolyta's daughter. Yeah. Well, because Hippolyta, I guess, like formed her. Yeah. So is there like. The difference between a versions where she has been like birthed by Hippolyta versus like sculpted by Hippolyta. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Oh, okay. So like birthed by Hippolyta. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, yeah. Because her her 
her character power is the is Hippolyta's light, and mm-hmm. that's where she um, that's where she uh, just it actually I actually really hate this character power, and it's kind of like what makes her a little bit lower tier of a character in the game is it's super random, and it'll like give her like a buff on some random stuff, so you can get a buff to your um, general resilience, um, your bracelets which will, like, give you, like, a little bit, like, stronger attack power. And then her shield. So, like, if you use the shield moves, it'll give you stronger attack power. The lasso, it'll be stronger attack power. Or, like, her mobility, so she can, like, do an air dash or something like that. So between these random five character buffs, which is, like, I guess, like, to some degree, like, it's 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 fun. and it, But, like, it was the same thing that made Harley Quinn, like, a lower-tier character in the first game because she had a similar character power where she had this random, like... I think it was like one out of three different powers or something. I'm not really, I'm not really a fan of that. I, I don't really. Like, she, and but but that's that's where you know she'll like hail like you know Hephaestus or like uh, Artemis or like whatever the hell she says. Yeah, well, they're, they're kind of our things in, in the comics and things like that where she just prays to the gods right. to bless her because that's kind of like Greek mythology in general. But that's just like kind of like the world they lived in, and that was like that was kind of like what they did. So like that—that's kind of weird. That's kind of like almost like vaguely Super Saiyan. Yeah. Kind of like right. like yeah, I'm just like just like, but like that 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 makes sense for fighting games. But it's also annoying for fighting games when it's like it's not consistent of what happens. Yeah, I mean like that's a really like a, it's 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 definitely contributes to why Wonder Woman's considered like a not great of a character, even though even though full disclosure she was like my second main on the game, and I was really excited to do this episode because I just love. I just love playing as her, even even if her character power sucks. I just avoid using it, pretty much. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, the actually, so we actually didn't get we didn't get to talk about like the rest of her super moves. We did talk about the uh, the lasso of truth, and we did talk about the braces of submission. Those are definitely like around like central themes around the character, especially just naming you know a move bracelets of submission. I mean bracelets like, of submission. Um, yep. But then you know she has you know she just has she she actually doesn't have too many moves in the game. She's got like three different versions of the shield toss. Um, so she'll just like kind of like like if you played any of the Marvel games, uh, like she kind of plays like Captain America in that regard, where she's got like she just tosses your shield, and she's got like a version where she can do it in the air, and she's got a version where she can you know she shoots it upwards or downwards, you know what I mean, depending on where you're standing. Um, and then other than that, she really just has like a. Uh, a a charge like a slam move where she just like bashes you with her shield which is like you know wonder woman definitely fights that way um but i I think that like i I feel like looking at this moveset they kind of just like she's kind of like a uh, a very vanilla character Mm -hmm. you know she doesn't really have too many too many like flashy kind of uh kind of moves that's a shame i mean like i do understand why that that is a theoretically a problem because she just like a just like kind of like superman it's just like that that case of like well her powers are kind of like very specific mm-hmm. and it's like when you do super strength how can you really make that look exciting like yeah. theoretically beyond like the cool things of like lifting stuff it's a bit easier i think honestly when you're doing animation or or movies than when you're doing a fighting game because like everyone theoretically has super strength or else it's not that much fun of a game well you know what's funny about that is like that's funny you mentioned that because in Injustice Two you got you know you got characters like Superman right and then you have like the Joker right mm-hmm. like we talked about last episode and it doesn't really make that much sense for those two characters to be fighting each other yeah um 
What they did do, though, in Mortal Kombat vs. DC, which is kind of like a precursor to the original Injustice game, for those of you who haven't played it, don't. It's only fun for about <laughs> five minutes. Ouch. Um, there was some, I mean, there was some innovative like things that they tried to do in that game, but overall, it's it, it's not great. We uh, we might actually want to like do like a like a bonus episode where we just rip that game apart too, actually. <laughs> but um, we actually, I think we talked about it briefly too on the last episode because. It's all I know and re- remember about that is, is just the trailer for that movie. I never played the game. Yeah, and but but I digress. Anyway, what they did, what they did with that game is they they explained how Superman was able to like be beat up by these lesser strength characters by saying that the convergence of the Mortal Kombat universe and the uh, DC universe created this kind of like rift where like everything was like in like a magic, uh, like atmosphere i guess and as most folks know superman is allergic to magic or whatever um i guess depending on what version of him but i'm pretty sure it's a consistent trait where like he 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 can't withstand magic so that's what they did in mortal kombat versus dc there's no real explanation for this in injustice it's just kind of like uh the joker can fight and deal with it yeah well i mean that's what you kind of have to go for when it's a video game but uh, yeah, I mean, like that—that's the same thing with Wonder Woman, though. It's like it—it it really depends on like what, because because that's actually the interesting thing with Wonder Woman. Her her powers are even more so than Superman's. It really does depend on like who's writing her for how strong she is. Like she definitely is like in that Superman class, but like it really does depend on like where she can sometimes be, like barely above like that kind of Batman level strength. To where other versions where she can fly, obviously. And right. She can... I actually haven't seen that in... I feel like Wonder Woman hasn't been able to fly in, in a while. Um, was she... F- I think she kind of was... the new stuff? I don't think so. Like, it, it depends. Like, like, she basically isn't flying in the movie. Like, she's, like, just more doing, like, that Hulk kind of, like, jumping really far and really long. Yeah, she does that in uh in Batman Superman too. There's a little bit of that like where she kind of like what, like when they're fighting uh Doomsday in particular, like she does kind of like speed towards him and like kind of almost fly, I guess, but like not really. It's kind of I think it's unclear in that universe whether or not she can fly. Yeah, I think it's no. But it's just like it's like that that's a perfect example. Like so, like Wonder Woman and like they kind of like explained it away in the in the um in the in the Justice League cartoon, was that her her armor was magic? It was a magical armor from oh, Hephaestus, yeah. and that gave her her superpowers, and that was also why she really wore, wore the outfit she wore, and kind of like that also explained theoretically why it was just like why she could fly. Yeah, but because like, so, she, she could definitely fly in that one. So I'm more familiar with versions of Wonder Woman where she can't fly and has the invisible jet. Yeah, which I think. I, I'm going to go on record and say that the invisible jet is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I, I, just, I think that was a terrible idea. It's only stupid because of things like Super Friends. Oh, no. What seems to be the trouble, Wonder Woman? I locked my keys in the jet. Right. Where, right. <laughs> where, 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 where everyone except her is invisible. Like uh, the invisible jet, like kind of makes more sense when it's like it's done in like things like X Men movies, and like in in like when like it's handled in. Well, I just mean, like, but, but I mean that's that's different. That I mean you're you you kind of hit the nail on the head. 
that's the Invisible Jet that I, first of all, was was first introduced to. And I, I don't know, is that the origin of the Invisible Jet, or did it come from comic books? I don't really know. That's a good question. That's... And I'm pretty sure there's a, so, and there's also, um, the, I, I, uh, in the Rebirth stuff, um, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, because I was just reading this, and I, I really hope that I'm, I, I don't say something wrong right now, but uh, the new Titans, um, there is an issue where they like go to like Justice League Tower or something, and uh, and their Invisible Jet exists. In it. so so the Invisible Jet has made its way back into comic books at least. Um, but yeah, that's the first. The, the Super Friends is definitely the first time that I was ever introduced to this concept, and it did look really friggin' stupid when she was like flying around like like in like a fake chair. You know what I mean? Like it's just oh yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Well, I mean, like that's part of like. Like, I don't know, it definitely was, like, from, like, the 60s era of comics where they just, like, went with these, like, crazy ideas to begin with. That, like, Alan Moore put it, like, these ideas are brilliantly stupid. <laughs> like, of, 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 and that's honestly true. It was, like, Ace the Bat Hound is, like, a perfect example oh, of that. Oh, yeah. It's, like, why does a dog need to have a mask? <laughs> like, are, are they really going to recognize that dog yeah, from, from like, the other ones? Well, yeah, but Crypt- Crypto doesn't, but, like, Ace the Bat Hound does. And uh, so it just, like, it's, like... It's like that's great that you thought of that, but like, what does that make sense? I mean, I disagree. I don't think any of the super animal pet things are are I the, all that's stupid to me. That, that, that's the dumbest shit. It, it's, it's <laughs> like, but it's like it's like it's it's all within good fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that like as far as like, I mean, those those kind of characters like have place in like if you're doing like a animated series like specifically for kids, like Batman Brave and the Bold type stuff or something like. Okay, I could like see that, but like I hate it when I see like um, crypto or uh, or Ace in actual comic books. Like crypto was just in. Uh, actually, he made an appearance in the Superman Rebirth stuff um, that I was reading. Um, I think it might have been before. Oh, maybe it was before Sins of the Father. But there's a there's a story arc where um, Superman is fighting. Oh jeez, fuck! I can't remember the. Uh, it's it's like. Oh no, I can't remember the character. Shit. Anyway, there's this there's this fucking there's this scene where Superman is fighting this like crazy powerful uh you know version of maybe himself or something. I don't know. And you know Superman has like his whole family now. It's like uh, John Kent and like Lois or whatever. And there's like the, there's like the two. This is like at the point where there's still two Supermans in the universe. And uh, Ace, or not Ace, sorry, Crypto, like, comes and tries to, like, attack the guy, and, like, he gets, like, sucked into the guy's belly, and, uh, I mean, all this kind of, like, bullshit. I just, like, ugh, I just, like, hate, the, 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 the point of that is I hate super, super animals. Super, super I animals. hate super pets. Batman <laughs> Beyond kind of made Ace the Bat Hound work. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but he was just a dog. He wasn't, like, yeah. a bat hound. He was just Bruce's dog. Exactly, and that's how it, how he works. It's just yeah, exactly. It's just he has a dog, <laughs> and he kind of and like Batman and Terry McGinnis kind of uses him occasionally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, anyway, anyways, let's go exactly. Back. Let's go so, back to so, Wonder Woman. This is the Wonder Woman episode. Yes, this is an Ace the Bat Hound episode. Oh my God, that would be a great. He would be a great character. I would, I would love Ace the Bat Hound to be a character in Injustice too. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would like be a joke character. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they. Crypto did get a TV show. Did he really? An animated show. Yeah. Big dog, super dog, 
Well, let's stop talking about super pets. Yes. Let's. Anyways, so at the, at the very at the very uh, core of this, I think that uh, I think that Wonder Woman as a character in Justice Two, she's kind of like I'm a little ambivalent as to like how I really feel about her portrayal in this game. I think that like obviously like if you're doing a DC universe fighting game, you need Wonder Woman, but I don't know if like I don't know if they necessarily like. It feels like they almost like didn't take too much time developing her. Like it, it, like you know what I mean. Like it feels like they kind of just were like, like in the first Injustice game, she had like her character trait was that she would switch between having the sword and shield and then like using the lasso, and so she kind of had like two, uh, two stances and two different like almost different move sets, and that was pretty cool. Like instead of throwing the the shield in the one, she would throw like the tiara, you know. Um, which was was just kind of interesting, and it felt a little bit more developed. Like this one, I feel like they kind of just like stuck with the sword and shield, uh, sword and shield setup, and then gave her Harley's trait, and then just like walked away. It's sad that they don't think that that much about this character because she is obviously, especially now that she's being so warmly embraced, and not only having basically a whole finally getting her cinematic movie which mm-hmm. has been so long overdue and so ridiculously long overdue and also getting a movie about her origins her real origins of like her creation being made that she not much thought is put into this video game but you know that's sadly the way the world works sometimes yeah i mean i guess so i mean i guess like i mean this she like i said she's kind of like a vanilla um I, as far as I can tell, like she's she's definitely like a lower tier, um, but I, I I agree. I think that like uh, Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's definitely had like her her due is, I mean her movie was long overdue. I really wish that they actually like came out with a movie back in the day with Linda Carter because. Uh, she was. Uh, I remember actually. I know you said you've never actually seen that show, uh, but no, I, actually, I haven't. Like, dude, I actually really liked that show as a kid. I can't really like. I, I don't know if I can remember like remember plot lines or anything like that, but I remember being very enthralled um, when uh, watching like re- reruns of that show as a kid. Um, so it's like I, f- I feel like they've always kind of tried to make Wonder Woman like a, a bigger character, but like something. I mean, maybe it's patriarchy holding it back. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, okay. So m- my version of the Linda Carter TV show was was obviously Wonder Woman. That wasn't Wonder Woman. It was Xena. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually a good point. Yeah, totally. Xena is totally Wonder Woman. It's like 100% Wonder Woman. And just by the way, like a little side note, like they announced like that they're going to do a reboot of Xena and like Lucy Lawless is not going to be involved, which I'm like, okay, fair enough. But then like, but, but no, but then like you look at the pictures of her now, like if you see her in, in Spartacus and stuff like that, it's like, no, she's not that old actually. She doesn't look Oh well, maybe like she just 50. looks good. Yeah. So it's just like it's like it's like why can't you just like have like like have the episode open up with with Lucy Lawless like then remembering her older days and then you cut to the new actress. That actually would be really cool. I mean, like they gotta put she's gotta be somewhere in it. I mean, they it, it seems like they I mean they kind of like do that like they did that with like Supergirl where they have like Dean Cain play like her dad and then they had like uh, John Wesley Ship in the Flash. You know what I mean? Like so. I feel like they, there's there's definitely a place. Although I'm 
pretty positive Linda Carter did not cameo in Wonder Woman. So Oh really? Yeah, she That's did not. That's a shame. She's still she's still she's still alive and she still yeah. looks good too. Yeah, so I don't know. Well yeah, she had a whole little bit in uh in two and a half men. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Ah, uh, that show, man! I actually, I actually thought that show was pretty funny. You said that show like you said that like you, you hate that show. Actually, no, I don't hate that show. I just think it's it was funnier when Charlie Sheen and John Cryer were on the show versus when it was just John Cryer and Ashton Kutcher. Wait, wait, wait. so Linda Carter was on the newer one? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right, well, that's a little tragic. Yeah. Well, anyways, so uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like. Uh, well, like, at one of the big names I was really attached at one point to it. And basically, just, like, this is just business side of, of why the, like, one of the reasons why the Wonder Woman movie just didn't happen was for so long, it's, like, just basically now it seems stupid. But, like, Warner Brothers really didn't know what they owned. They really didn't. Wait, wait. Uh, what, what, when they, didn't they, like, acquire DC? Yeah, they acquired it. So, they, what do you mean they didn't know what they owned? Like, they just weren't aware of, like, the extensive catalog or, like, what? Well, they just like not not only like did they like understand and appreciate the catalog they owned, theoretically. I'm not saying that they're not bad. This is historic. I would love to work it with Warner Brothers if they want to hire me, especially DC Comics. <laughs> Please hire James, guys. I'm a writer. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, no, but um, they they just like they did they, that when they thought of buying DC Comics, and it, and I I can completely understand like from their perspective which was for a long time, it's like, no, like superhero movies are not successful. Batman and Superman are successful because they're national icons. A Batman and Superman movie, we will back because we will get the money back for that, theoretically. And most of the time they did. They only like failed theoretically with Batman and Robin. Then they just conclude, oh, people are tired of superhero movies in general. So moving on. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that you're right that for a while that was that's what it was like you wouldn't I mean we didn't see movies for anything other than Batman and Superman until like X-Men or, or Blade even or whatever yeah exactly and so and so like when Marvel like finally like Stan, after decades of trying Stanley finally convinced one studio and like one studio, that studio like, decided Fox. yes that studio was Fox they decided to make Blade and they decided to make X-Men they were like okay maybe you could make more than just like Batman and Superman, but Warner brothers was not clued into this still because they made for the most part, they just made Batman and Superman. They also made a Catwoman movie in the middle of that. Oh yeah. That the Halle Berry one. Yeah. But, and we don't like, talk about that one, but there was like, right as like, um, Batman begins was coming out. And like, uh, this is kind of like a bit getting inside baseball, but this actually did happen. I swear is, um, is like they were basically announcing that like it was going to be Batman Begins was going to be the debut movie, and then the next year was Superman Returns, and then I think the plan was then like 2007 was going to be Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I actually do remember that. Yeah, and I have a poster of that Wonder Woman movie. Do you really? Like, I think I might have. It's it might be gone, and, and like it, trust me when I say this, it had no actor then. Yeah, it was just like just like Wonder Woman the logo, and it was like what's big now is that it was going to be directed by Joss Whedon. It was going to be written and directed by Ooh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, so in light of all the controversy. Well, Joss Whedon was going to write a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And that's that's actually that's the one that that people were talking about where it was like told from Steve Trevor's perspective or something like that. They 
Do you, are you you're looking at me like you haven't heard about it? So apparently the so you're right. I will back that, and I will raise this knowledge with that script apparently leaked recently. Oh, and the 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 plot was like based around um, Steve Trevor as the main character, and it was told uh, the story was apparently told about Wonder Woman from Steve Trevor's perspective, and everybody was like. When this came out, it became oh, Joss Whedon's a complete like sexist dickhead, and that's why that's why everybody hates Joss Whedon right now. Just FYI. Well, well, that's not the only reason. <laughs> but well, he's about to release Justice League, and if Justice League is theoretically a good movie, people might forget a lot of the other stuff. Sadly, so we'll see how that that turns out. So the one little other factoid that I've heard about this, like this movie that never happened, and maybe it's a good thing it didn't happen because mm-hmm. um. The Wonder Woman movie we finally did get is much better than yeah. probably what the, that movie would have been. But it would have been uh, starring Colby Smulders. You mean like Robin from How I Met Your Mother? Yep. Wow. I actually like her a lot. Yeah, I like her too. I don't she, know if she, I don't know if I would have liked her as Wonder Woman though. Well, well, we'll never know. But, and like they also like, so yeah, Wonder Woman, like when they were doing Smallville, they tried to do a Wonder Woman pilot. That pretty much everyone says is terrible, oh, and yeah. including the actress who played Wonder Woman. So <laughs> don't don't see that. Apparently. Oh wow. Well, on that note, James, we've been talking for fifty minutes. Awesome. So, as usual, we got to get your uh, you get your get your say. So, wh- how do you feel about the way that Wonder Woman is portrayed in Injustice Two? You know, honestly, like it's it's a shame it's not a good enough like story justification for why yeah. she is doing what she's doing, because the. Because if you do something like Red Sun or even a Kingdom Come to a degree, you you could really sell it. You could really sell it. So her being like buddies with Superman and like palling up with him should be a bit more than just her being his girlfriend. So overall, not loving her. Not loving her in Justice 2. I, actually, I love playing as her. Yeah, yeah. But um, story-wise... I'd say it's just it needs a second draft. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to agree with him. Uh, although I do still I do like playing with uh, with Wonder Woman, uh, but that's our show for today. Uh, we're gonna come back next week with who are we talking about next week? Uh, we're t- is it Brainiac? Yes. I think next week is Brainiac, guys. Which this is gonna be a, a TI. That's gonna be a TIL episode for me because I actually don't know too much about Brainiac outside of the Superman animated series. Um, that's like my introduction to Brainiac. And that version is friggin' badass. So we definitely talk about him. Yeah, we're going to probably mostly talk about him. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to uh, Licensing Legends, and we'll see you next week. Peace.